0: to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. And I'm air drumming again. Welcome back, cyberpunks. This is the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I am your host, Tom, or Robots. And I am here, as usual, at our regular time, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m pacific sunday night with my good buddy captain logan who has now fallen down the pc cyberpunk modding hole and i need to toss him a uh, a cyber wire
1: in order to pull him back up here you go no no nope. you can leave me down you here. just staying down uh, in the I'm hole uh, oh no <laughs> i just i'm just falling in the hole we've lost um, him yeah hey <laughs> how's it going um yeah you kind of took the wind out of my sails with that because i was gonna i was gonna tell everyone yeah so you hit me up and told me that there was a deal going on i was like what kind of deal and you're like it's a pc cyberpunk deal and i'm like what and uh it it was like 27 (laughs) bucks for for pc version i was like all right well That was it. That was, that was what I needed. I just needed it to be half off on PC and I got sucked in. So I'm now on PC as well. Yeah. 10%. I was like 10%.
0: Screw that. Here's
1: half (laughs) off. I found it for you. And you were like,
0: Oh, okay. Yep. (laughs) You're just like, okay, I'm doing it. (laughs)
1: Bye. (laughs) It kind of, it kind of got me. Yeah. But, uh, Oh my gosh, you know, I don't know what it is, but having, Having it on PC now, the it, I don't know. Maybe it's just my brain. I'm gonna say it's probably just my brain, <laughs> uh-huh. but it looks better on PC, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> but I've just I've been having a good time playing through it. I haven't done as much modding as I want to do because I'm kind of holding off on that until I get done with the heist. Uh, so I think I'm about four hours into the into my Nomad playthrough. Or not my nomad, uh, Corpo. I did Corpo for my third one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm about halfway through getting close to, to starting up the heist. And I think once the world opens up to me, I think that's when I'm going to go a little crazy with, uh, with with all the mods and just see what I can play around with.
0: Cool, cool. Well, good luck with that. I'm, I'm looking to, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, your experiences on that. And so, while we were setting up the show, he uh, was browsing through some of the mods and was like, "Ooh, look at this! Ooh, oh, oh! I'm so distracted now." Um, which is, you know, it's the perfect time when you're about to record a podcast to, you know, fall into uh, a mod hole because you, you know how that goes. Hours will go by and then you'll like look up for air and be like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" It's been hours and now my world has bunny rabbits and Thomas the Choo Choo in it. And then
1: it'll be. A different I really place. love th- this. There's a photo mode one that allows you to to freeze your character when it's like because there's an option where you can like look at the camera, but every time you do that, if your camera's in a different direction, your head has to turn to look at it. And there's a photo mode tool that actually allows you to freeze that animation. So now mm. I can have like these these ponderous thoughts like as my character's looking off into the distance and still have like oh like i'm looking forward to this i'm gonna mess around (laughs) with this so much
0: it's gonna be great cool well today's episode isn't about mods we talked a lot about mods last week today's episode we've got a bunch of news and we are going to be going over some of the basics of the characters that have shown up for cyberpunk red it's been a few weeks since we've talked about the tabletop side of the cyberpunk world so that's what we'll be diving into at the second part of this episode um also you know what i'm gonna float an idea uh, i tossed an idea out to logan and i'm gonna just throw it out into the community as just a just a hey maybe this might be a thing and see what kind of response we get but i was considering with with the uh, a gap in time let's say that we will have between now and where cyberpunk 2077 will eventually get new content i want to make sure that we still have a a good amount of content to go over for this for the show and that it stays interesting so i'm considering expanding the focus of the show not just to be cyberpunk and cyberpunk 2077 and the tabletops and those kinds of things but on occasion to talk about things like Witcher, because that's a CD Projekt Red title. They've made three games around. There's a TV show about it. We're going to be getting the season two coming up this year. We could go back, Logan, and listen back to the first season, kind of give some impressions on that, talk about maybe some of the background and the lore of the Witcher, those kinds of things, too. So maybe this becomes a cyberpunk and Witcher podcast. So just an idea. It's just, I am always coming up with things to throw out there to see what we can do and you know, if it's something the community thinks would be interesting, maybe we'll go in that direction. And if it's not, then, you know, we'll stick with what we've been doing. So just wanted to throw that out there. So please let us know. Send us some messages on on Twitter or on the Discord or whatever, if you think that's a good idea or if you don't. And, uh, you know, kind of chime in on that. So first half of the episode, let's jump into some news. We talked last week about the... Source code that was stolen and it looks like there's some more news around this because it seems like maybe there was some questioning whether it actually did get sold off or not. It seems like it must have because according to PC Gamer, there's multiple articles about this going around. I I just happened to pull the PC Gamer one cyber or I'm sorry, CD Projekt Red is using DMCA takedowns to keep stolen Cyberpunk 2077 code from spreading. So the company reportedly issued takedowns takedown notifications against at least two Twitter users last week. And some more details uh, with the source code now in the wild. CD Projekt Red is reportedly issuing DMCA takedowns in order to keep it from spreading. A vice report says the studio notified at least two Twitter users last week of the takedown requests by way of copyright monitoring firm App Global Limited, warning that the Gwent source code they were linking to was illegally obtained and posted without authorization so that's specifically the gwent code and i don't know who would be dumb enough to be posting links on twitter for like stolen code that just does not seem very smart um but if the if the gwent code got out there then that was a part of what was claimed to be stolen then there might be a lot more than just that happening uh, to, to be getting around out in the uh the wild what do you think logan
1: Good yeah do it you know if this is how you got to keep people from spreading the source code so that it protects people that have bought the game legitimately and doesn't devalue what they purchased for the sake of you know people not feeling like i can't believe you let this happen and now you're okay with them being uh having the code out there then yeah you know what protect your protect your uh your your content that's what you have to do you know it's why the DMCA is there although i think the dmc had some uh or no what was it the the uh, the Metallica thing that happened at, oh. at BlizzCon this week was kind of entertaining. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. So, the whole yeah. music
0: thing, and then so for those of you who don't know, Metallica played during BlizzCon. Uh, it was everything was recorded, but they, you know, they played a song in their like home studio or whatever, and uh, the version that was shown on Twitch, they took out the audio and overlaid other music on top of it, which is. Totally ridiculous because that's actually them playing music in a format that is totally legitimate, but Twitch still replaced it. So, Oh my God, we got to get this stuff settled. The whole music thing is just a mess.
1: (laughs) also the fact that they were the ones that pushed so hard for this kind of uh ruling back in the Napster days is just like people can't listen to Metallica when Metallica plays on Twitch because Metallica did so much work to make sure that people weren't stealing their music back during Napster that now it is it is literally choking their ability to to stream (laughs) their own music yeah sorry 100,000 people watching
0: BlizzCon right now you can't actually see us play our own music because of something we did 20 years ago yeah it's ridiculous So anyway, but but in, in this case, the DMCA takedowns are a lot more legit. This isn't just music rights running amok. This is hey, this is legitimately our software. You don't have the rights to be sharing links to it on the Internet. So boom, canceled.
1: Yeah, I'm glad, glad that they did this. It is still kind of scary that they that they did actually get that sort they leaked that source code out for people, uh, especially the cyberpunk. I think that's the most concerning aspect of this. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, you know, the proper authorities are helping try and find these people and get them taken uh, into justice. But at, at this point, it's still kind of a wait and see game. Um, I'm glad that people are still kind of keeping an eye on this for for those of us that that aren't in the uh, in the know all the time yeah yeah so hopefully they can you know make sure that this isn't
0: as spread as it possibly could be i mean keeping it you know reduced at least is some help um also hopefully i don't know hopefully we don't find out more about the actual 2077 code get down there um and and share it around so I, I don't know we're just gonna have to wait and see more about this in other news uh this one's cool there is a cyberpunk 2077 player who made real life mantis blades so these are like actual working mantis blades and i'll share it here i'm going to share the link to the article on the twitch chat and then this will also be in the show notes as well and this is amazing there's a video that actually shows this of uh, the, I mean, it's it's like a wrist strap that goes around the arm and the mantis blade lays back across the arm. And then when it's activated by movement of some sort, the blade like comes out forward, you know, like, like the actual mantis blades would. Um, It's very cool. Very cool looking. You guys should go check this out. Uh, Not a whole lot to say about that other than just like the ingenuity of people out there. I could totally see this on, you know, as part of a, uh, cosplay outfit at some point
1: yeah I'm, I'm really that that was kind of where i was thinking is is this is just kind of the beginning in the first year you know as as the game gets worked on and stuff and as we get closer and closer to a reality where we can actually have conventions again i'm looking forward to seeing how people like this who who like kind of diving into the do-it-yourself kind of creative stuff for games play around with the uh the cosplay aspect you know we saw the the cosplay convention or contest that CDPR was throwing during the uh, the run up to release, and the, I'm kind of curious like how sturdy these are. It looks like he's he's got uh, a fair amount of his forearm strapped to it. I I'm wondering like how strong it is to be able to slice through anything, and if he's he's gone to the trouble of actually sharpening the blades to you know do that <laughs> watermelon cut that you always see when people get swords on YouTube. They're like, I bought a samurai sword. Let's cut a watermelon. And actually. <laughs> do that so that would be awesome I would I, i'm, Here, I'm, really I'm pulling curious. a screenshot right yeah. now I,
0: I don't want to play the video on on our video but i i'm gonna pull a screenshot up just for anybody who hasn't seen these Um, sorry go ahead keep going
1: yeah, I, I just think it would be really cool to, um, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Man at Arms uh, or, or some of the uh, the blacksmithing channels on YouTube. I really want to see like uh, some of the, uh, those those guys really dive into uh, some of some of these creations and stuff. And yeah, Beelzebub, how do I get one? <laughs> uh, where, where's his Etsy page? Oh, dude. I'm, I want to I, I have some of these. I'm sure around. he would charge an arm and a leg. It does kind of look like a
0: prototype version, though. I mean, it is, it is a basic you know, just mechanism strapped to the arm with some metal and things attached to it, and I, I doubt that that blade is actually sharp. Uh, but but it shows that it you should know the, it can function. This thing can <laughs> totally where it should be. <laughs> you wear it at night just in case someone breaks into your house, and then you charge at them with like your mantis blades. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ugh just in the kitchen trying to make dinner like trying to cut a little little carrot with these like it's okay honey I got it will be fine I got this I'm gonna make dinner tonight and they're like could you put could you take those off and use a knife I can't take them off they're attached <laughs> that's my arm and now. then just leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this is this is cool um yeah.
0: I can't wait to see what else this creator does with these kinds of things or what other kinds of things they make as well. So go check out that that video. Go subscribe to the channel if you're interested in, in checking out more. Um, the uh, what is the account name? Let me let me call this. I want to shout this out here. It is uh, Dharma Adnayana. So uh, Dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A, Ad A A D N Y A N A is the account. Um, so there you go. You can go look that up if you wanted to and we got two other better names people it's some better names that's a great name it's just not in my native tongue um in other news this one's really cool cyberpunk 2077 players are being haunted by a ghost so this is kind of kind of creepy okay so sometimes in software things happen or at least in games things happen where they're not supposed to and the bugs that occur can come across kind of creepy because of the world that you're in and the things that happen, right? Some of us have been there before. Anyway, this is, this is even worse. This is this is pretty creepy. Over the past few weeks, players have begun to report a bug that uh many assumed was just a myth until recently. So, according to this, it is <laughs> a ghost of Adam Smasher. Um so, the ghost of Adam Smasher is following players around and popping up at random times to scare people and it's it's as if there's some sort of bug where he's just like appearing or popping up behind you or like you can see the shadow of somebody following you and you walk down like a lit hallway um they don't know what triggers the bug right now and uh which if this is specific to certain platforms and not others how prevalent it is and it's not clear how to avoid it or if there's any solution to this so maybe the software is haunted <laughs> That's kind of what this sounds like, but it looks like they're going to have to do a little bit more testing to find out what actually triggers this. There's there's some video up about it. There's a lot of talk about it. I'm sure this is one of those things like uh, what was the Minecraft thing from like a decade ago about like the creepy. I do you know about this?
1: no i've never heard about this yeah i have one for sea of thieves oh is there one for sea of thieves? there's of the one minecraft for one. minecraft
0: oh um, yeah. where uh, i forget what the name of it was somebody's going to correct me on this um but somebody had posted a video like where they turned a corner once and they saw basically it was like a steve like the basic skin in minecraft but his eyes were white and it like freaked him out and he ran away real Ooh. fast he came across like this n- n- character and he thought he was alone in his game turned the corner and in the doorway is like this creepy looking Steve and it was, they were like ah and they ran away right this became a, a video oh, that man. went all over the internet and then um, they came up with a name for it I can't remember the name for it uh, and that became a thing where other people were like oh no I totally totally came across this here's me witnessing it and the people were making fakes and stuff you know they were putting their own skins in the game that look kind of yeah. like it and that kind of thing uh, Brian. that's it that's right Harrow Brian. that was it thank you Sam uh, in chat And so that became a huge thing in Minecraft. This could be like that, where it's one of those things that only affects a very small percentage of people. And it might only be on certain platforms or whatever. And it's very hard to replicate, but it gets enough reporting out there that other people start to, like, make it seem like it's really a thing and make
1: it bigger than it actually is. Never know. This was so creepy. Dude, Mm -hmm. watching the video and having this guy like he's he hits the intercom to go do one of the quests, which I'm not gonna get into, but he goes to hit the intercom, and then there's this giant shadow right behind him overshadowing his own, and he turns around, there's nothing there, and he turns back and the shadows there are still and then disappears. What the hell? Yeah. What is that? Like why? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, I yeah, I just watching that kind of freaked me out, but yeah. I, I, I think it's really crazy. I would love to, to understand more of like what's actually going on there. But yeah, this, this sparked uh, a thought in my head that you and I were talking about before the show, though, that I kept thinking, I was like, smasher should be in the game more like he's this big person they spent all this time like building up his his model and, and his voice acting and stuff it's like adam smasher should be like mr x in resident evil 2 and he should be like hunting you down throughout night city like he should be kind of like around the corner once in a while and just be like in, in like interrogating people on the street and being like have you seen this person named v and you just you know he he starts to chase after you and you have to run from him like he should have been out there like hunting you down after the heist and I'm kind of bummed that he's not but they have they totally have an opportunity where they could take Adam Smasher (laughs) and make him like an actual hunting down thing and you know he's just really powerful And you know it's not until you get to the very end of the game where you finally get to confront him and you're powerful enough to deal with him but the whole time you're just constantly like I can't handle this he's huge and really really hard to kill and you just have to keep running from it.
0: yeah if they had um worked out more of their crowd simulation and the police simulation those kinds of things you could totally pull that off with even coming across say him just like in a crowded area and everyone kind of stopping and gawking at like this giant cyborg guy walking around and like you know non-politely just looking at you know glaring at different people going have you seen this man you know, like with a picture of him or like a like a digital image that like d- gets displayed in front of him or something. Have you seen this person? Have you seen this person? You know, and then you're just like, oh, don't get that attention. Back up, back up, back up. You know, and you can I'm, yeah. if, if, if modders are out there and you guys think you could mod something like this in the game, that would be phenomenal. That would be amazing. And then you could even build out like a. You like, make it so that you can't actually kill him until the part of the game where you are supposed to confront him. Uh, by you know, like he gets a certain amount of damage and then he retreats, you know, like, you know, they send up, you yeah, know, a vehicle to come pick him fun. up, or you know, he's able to get away and, and retreats, and then, you know, maybe he shows back up later.
1: Um, but yeah that would be really cool it would have been so cool like in the first in the beginning of cyberpunk 2077 after you complete the uh, the the scavenger mission where you rescue the chick and and um, uh, trauma team comes in and picks her up there's that moment where you're driving with Jackie and you're heading out of uh, the the district and you come across a stoplight and max tech drops in on this crew who are like hijacking this car and max tech's just a Annihilates these guys. And then after they're done, they're like, all right, move along, move along. That totally should have been. something that happens in the game on a regular but with Adam Smasher in crowded areas so he you know AV unit flies in everyone looks up everyone kind of freaks out and then Smasher comes out of the open door and just drops superhero drops straight to the the concrete and starts walking towards you and you're just like oh no this is not good he's on to me and it's at certain points and you know Johnny Silverhand's sitting there and he's like you better get out of here or you better take him out right now and you're like what do you mean take him out right now. Are you serious? <laughs> Have you seen my level? You- <laughs> level 12 street cred. Get out of here. Get out. We're going. Get out. Yeah, I can barely shoot this gun
0: yet, buddy. Um, yeah, that would be that would be really, really cool. So uh, yeah. one one more piece of news. Um, oh, and, and if any modders are out there or listening and you think that you could pull something like this off, that would be phenomenal. Let us know. We'll test it for you. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll take a look. Um, so uh, last news article, and this thing's not just cyberpunk related, but it is Cyberpunk, I mean, it's cyber, cyberpunk related, but it's also related to other stuff as well, including technology, which I think is cool, right? You're into cyberpunk, you're into technology. Yeah. You want more ways to be able to play this game. Well, there is a handheld the AYA, AYA, Neo handheld console, which supposedly is something that will be released at some point. I don't know that I noticed a release date on this uh i'm looking back through the article now that i'm wondering what that is because it wasn't a question i had the first time i read it but uh this is this is like a handheld computer check this out i'm going to share some images on screen it looks kind of like a bigger uh what psp or what was the sony handheld vita the vita yeah Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a big vita buttons with a lot of buttons now check this out this thing is like a, a a computer and it runs windows which is crazy This screenshot right here, you can see Windows running on it. Windows 10 with screen, you know, with the uh, icons and things. This thing can run video games like PC games. It runs Cyberpunk uh, at low settings at a resolution of 1280 by 800, which is its default resolution at 30 frames per second, which is playable for a little handheld like this. Um, It's phenomenal. It has a Ryzen 5. 4500U, six cores with six threads, base clocks at 2.3 gigahertz with a boost up to four. A Radeon 6 at 1500 megahertz, 16 gigs of RAM. It's a seven inch screen, like I said, 1280 by 800 uh, IPS screen pixels. Um, five point multi touch display. It's got Wi Fi 6 on it, hundred uh, 512 gigabytes on its SSD, which is in, inside it. Um, and Also a uh, 47 watt, what is that, watt hour battery? Is that what that stands for? Yeah. Uh, With fast charging. This thing looks really, really cool. I mean, man, I love my PC games and being able to take something like this on the road. Like, I'm, like, Switch games are fine. Like, I, I like the Switch. I play a lot of games with my son on the Switch. But when it comes to something like Cyberpunk, I can't play Cyberpunk on the Switch. You know, there's Doom Eternal I mean, maybe they'll release it for the switch at some point, but the graphics are not going to be nearly the same thing to be able to play something like this, take this out with me, wherever I want and play. And it's here. Let me just go through all the different games. Forza uh, horizon Four, medium settings, 67 frames per second. GTA five, normal, medium, mixed settings, 68 frames per second. Skyrim special edition on medium settings, 60 frames per second. Marvel versus Capcom infinite 60 frames. Doom Eternal, sixty-two frames uh, with low settings. Uh, Cyber, or I'm sorry, Counter Strike, Go, uh, over a hundred frames per second on high. Holy crap! Fortnite, seventy-seven frames. Yeah. Uh, Crisis Remastered, forty-two frames. And then a number of these other uh, benchmarking programs you can you can see here um, down below it. But man, that would be I don't
1: know. Uh, I like this idea. It's it's really. It's really amazing. They're, they're leaning heavily on the, the design of the Switch and how that's used. I mean, if you look at the, the joysticks, they're using the same exact joystick uh, manufacturers as the Switch does. The thing that's crazy about this is this is going to be kind of the n- new norm. You know, we're, we're currently, we have consoles and we have PC towers. Uh, we've got the Switch was kind of the first intro, introduction of that type of software. It was kind of like what the iPhone was when it first came out. Mm-hmm. It's very, very niche. Uh, you know, it had exactly what it wanted to do. It wasn't the most powerful thing. But because of that, uh, you know, you look at the phone market now, you have all of these other companies manufacturing very powerful uh phones that are Android based and this is the same thing this is just how companies are they the the switch is going to be your Nintendo console of choice it's going to have all of that that really beautiful uh, IP that comes from Nintendo and it's going to be designed specifically for that hardware this is going to be one of those Android machines that just does everything but in this case playing Windows it's really nice the question I have with this though is how good is the wi-fi to be able to yep. connect up to stuff to download um i bet it's i bet it's pretty good biggest... this is sorry to jump in
0: uh, wi-fi six bluetooth 5.0 no, I uh like i would imagine that that like i think you're absolutely right that that's a make it or break it kind of feature because if you can't yeah. play this anywhere in your house at good download speeds uh, you know, it depends on your router, too. Like I upgraded my router a while back and all of a sudden I got like full speed on my Wi-Fi across the house, whereas I, I got like, I don't know, 25 percent speed <laughs> if I was on the other side of my house. Um, but, yeah, I have a feeling it's really, really good. And I have some more info here. Um, I found I found the part of the article that I probably should have taken note of earlier. The actual release date for the public is March 10th. So it's coming up very soon. There was a founder's edition that was put out back in uh november at a price of 710 dollars, so more than a switch more than a playstation 5 but this is the equivalent of a you know a windows pc in, in your pocket that you can kind of take anywhere and play games on uh, and it has bluetooth so yeah you could uh, you know the the built-in controllers you can use you could prop it up on a table and then connect like a you know an xbox controller to it through Bluetooth and be able to play it there on the table. I mean, this seems like a really cool take your PC games on the go with you kind of solution.
1: The one. The one thing that I have to push back on, because I think this is really cool, I I actually really think this is amazing. It's it's kind of that bridge between cloud streaming with your phone mm-hmm. and the Nintendo Switch, which is super underpowered. the The problem that I have is really just those those Joy-Con Switch like analog switches, because I mean, it is still a huge issue with uh, the type of sticks that n- Nintendo's using for their Switch and their Switch Lite, and they have. Have not come out with a decent revision that doesn't end up having drift, and it doesn't look like these joysticks are, uh, are are like Joy-Con that they disconnect. It looks like it's like a Vita or a Switch Lite where they are connected up to the actual system. And if that's the case, boy, it's gonna suck to have a seven hundred dollar system that you can't fix the uh, the the drift on on those uh, control sticks at all. So that's. Yeah. That's my that's kind of my main worry when I look at that and I'm like, yep, I recognize those uh, those control sticks very well. Yeah, they <laughs> look I've very much the it. same.
0: They look exactly like the uh, the ones on the switch. Um, now, here's, yeah. here's something that's interesting. I, I actually we had that issue with ours and I found somebody who suggested a solution to that, which was uh, WD-40 and squirting it in there and wiggling it around a good bit. And it actually fixed it. We were able to fix the drifting. Uh, and it was because it got some sort of grime or something underneath there and that totally cleaned it out so
1: um yeah uh, there's some help out there uh, yeah the the problem is is it's the the actual like if you break down the actual joy joy con uh or the actual control stick design there are um plates that that uh recognize where the the actual analog stick position is and the more you, you use those the more the, the, the grind wears down and the less connectivity you get that gap between where the connection point is and where the position of the actual analog stick is mm-hmm. so it's just it, like you can kind of fix it by adding uh, you know I, I don't know if I'd recommend WD 40 I would recommend something that's a little safer for electronics hmm. uh, but it was the with, electronic with that, type it, by the that was just the brand it was oh, like okay. it
0: was like electronic okay. uh, <laughs> what is it called like capacitor Cleaner or something like it has a name for it, but it's for electronic parts. But it's made by WD forty. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. worry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm dumping dumping motor oil into my controller and seeing if that works.
1: (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I totally I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's, that's my main concern. I think this is, but the, we're, we're talking a small problem for an early adopter system. Like these, these are just going to get refined and portable gaming is getting to the point now. Like, I mean, look at what your phones can do nowadays. It's, yeah. it's going to be real nice when more and more people buy these and more and more companies realize the potential for these. The biggest drawback is just the, the, how fast the chips get reiterated on and uh how poor the the battery technology still is like we just someone some big brain out there has to figure out how to how to do better battery chemistry so we can stop using these lithium ions that die after 2 years cuz that's the biggest drawback right there but I'm I, I would love to try cyberpunk on this uh compared to trying to uh, trying to play it on like remote link through remote play or through uh uh, game streaming on like the xbox or playstation apps Mm -hmm. um to have like a full computer system to be able to run this natively like that's (laughs) that's that's cool i like that
0: yeah any game where latency is the bigger thing where where uh it's all about how quick and you can respond um a lot of people turn down the settings on the graphics on those anyway just to be able to see better or you know increase the frame rate so, in if that's if that's your go-to and you like console style controls, then this would be perfect for a lot of those games. The other question I have is how hot and does it get? I you know, my Switch doesn't get too hot. Yeah, but this is I, this I is pushing a lot. This is pushing a lot more than your Switch does when it comes to uh yeah. the types of chips in here and the you know, the the gigahertz, the the I mean, there's a lot of other stuff in here <laughs> that uh, I don't. Yeah, it's
1: a uh, bigger it's, display.
0: I have a feeling that this thing is blowing out. I don't know. It might be twice as powerful as your Switch when it really comes down to Yeah.
1: Um, I mean,. I know, I know. With uh, with those systems, like half of that system is is all fan. Uh, it's definitely apparent that you know it's it's going to you're going to hear that fan mm-hmm. after a while, like when it kicks up. Especially if you start watching a movie on it or something. Uh, the the thing that I just thought about though is is you know right now the specs are saying that Cyberpunk's running at thirty frames per second. Because this is an entire system, and you can hook it up to Wi-Fi, you could use a PC version of the game and mod it so. That it could probably op- be optimized for, uh, for for better frame rates in that instance. Oh, totally. Whereas yeah, you could you like can Stadia version. Yeah, you could load in the
0: the uh, mods and stuff that we talked about last week. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, plus, help out. plus if you had just like in home streaming, you could stream from your you know just like you can to any of your other devices now. You could just play it on your you know your main computer and just stream it to the screen. And if you're you know running through fast Wi-Fi, the latency won't be that high. And then you'd have, you know, the really high quality graphics on the little screen. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff you could do with it. It seems like a cool device. Uh, There's a number of other ones here listed in the article that have different specs. But this one seems to have the highest quality of those those listed, at least based on the GPU. Some of these are using one of Intel's new GPUs, and I'm still on the fence about those. Uh, But I haven't dug into them enough to know if, you know, at this megahertz for this model, if that's comparable to the Radeon uh, Vega six. So don't know for sure. Um, But other cool stuff for you guys to look into. Yeah. um, So tell you what, why don't we move into the middle of the show? Because we've got some cyberpunk red characters to go through and some cool things to talk to, talk to you guys about them. So here we go. All right, cyberpunks, this is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons, all 15 of you. We have 15 patrons right now. And thank you to all of you for helping to support the show. This is the 21st, and February is a very short month, which means next week at this time will be our patron chat episode. So we currently have three of our upgraded patrons who could join us, uh, Sothana Toasted, Kather, and Ethan D., you guys are welcome to join us next week, and if you would like to join us as well, whether you're currently a non-upgraded patron or somebody who isn't already on the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast, and you can sign up for $25 for the month, and you can join us this month in order to talk about cyberpunk. We'll come up with some topics and things. We'll, we'll talk on the Discord about you know what we might want to cover this week. Uh, but mostly I leave that up to you guys because this is your opportunity to bring up the topics that you want to discuss. And we're here to support you guys because you're there to support us. So thank you so much to all of you for your support. All right. Let's move on with the rest of the show. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And... We're on the Robots Radio Network, so if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. So with all of the different iterations, I believe all the different iterations of cyberpunk tabletop, it's been a little while since I've looked back at all of them, but there are, there are characters that show up in the, the stories that un, unfold. And, you know, uh, this is where we got Johnny Silverhand from, you know, a specific story from cyberpunk 2020 and in cyberpunk red, it's no different. We have characters that are built into the stories in cyberpunk red that are laid out for you to either use uh, you know, however you want or to use according to the way that some of the adventures are laid out in the the manual and those kinds of things. And I wanted to go over some of these today in order to give you guys kind of a sense of who these characters are and, just why why they're cool. <laughs> I think anytime we can talk about more characters about the cyberpunk world, it kind of gives it kind of fleshes it out some more because there's so many variations and ways that you can play with different characters. And each of these has a specific type of role. And we're gonna jump into them and, and go over
1: some of the details. Um, Logan,
0: is there anything else you wanted to say before we jump into specifics?
1: No, I'm ready to do this. You ready? I, I like I like that we're diving into these
0: guys. Yeah, so okay, so our first one. Is Kepler, and I'm going to put some images up on the screen while we talk about these. Um, and they're very large images, so I have to shrink them down. Uh, so this is Kepler, and these characters were created and inspired by people in the community. Um, and each of them, you know, for example, the art for this one is done by Neil. Uh, I'm going to mess up this name, Bran Quino. And Kepler is a nomad. You can see her here. She's a, a female uh, with dark hair and glowing. What are these gl- glowing green eyes? I think these are green. Looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah glowing green eyes. Um, her chrome includes cyber optics in both eyes, neuralware processor with interface plug, a gold cyber arm with rippers. And her description here is Kepler comes from a Florida nomad pack that was always scrambling to make ends meet. She was born missing the lower half of her right arm, but to, due to the family's lack of money, she wasn't able to get fitted with cyber until she ran off on her own and got the EB herself. Since then, she's made a living moving things and people that needed to get from A to B on the sly. These days, she usually teams up with her husband, the netrunner, Numo. Now, the other thing that's also interesting about these characters is that they exist in the world of um, cyberpunk red, which is based on the year uh, 2045. So any future cyberpunk 2077 content could potentially reference these characters. And I don't know that I've noticed any of these specifically in 2077 already, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't possibly show up. So what do you think, Logan?
1: I was really I was really glad to see that they, you know, we, we talked in the past about how uh, they would taken some of the community and taken their inspiration and really kind of put it in uh, the fact that it's based on actual community members uh, who have amp- amputees or, or are amputees is just really awesome. Uh, really, this was one of the cooler designs. It's like I kind of of like this about cyberpunk how it it takes something that other people would look as a disadvantage and turns it into an advantage uh just based on on what kind of cybernetics can be put in so um i was glad to see like that that these two have kind of gotten together and uh she's kind of just making things making things work as a nomad yeah this is based off of ashley sherman
0: aka the american cyborg in london uh, who was also a model on glow up on the BBC three. Uh, she has an Instagram, a Twitter and a TikTok page. And if you look at the images here, you can see that, you know, she's you know, has a, what looks like cybernetic arm because she legitimately has, you know, is missing the fore part of her arm. And she wears these cybernetic prosthetics, cybernetic looking prosthetics in order to, you know, play this up uh, and, and, Play up this uh, this idea of being part of the cyberpunk world, and she takes these really cool photos and things. It's 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 really cool, and a lot of these other ones we're going to talk about um, do very similar things. So, the next one on the list is Numo, who was referenced just in that last one, and let me pull that image up here on screen for you guys. And Numo is uh, the art is again by Neil Bronquino that you can see on the screen uh Numo's a net runner chrome includes a neuralware processor with interface plug cyber arm with cyber deck and a cyber leg Numo got his sense of justice from his parents honest cops in a corrupt system he started net running early to fight the powers that be when the london authorities caught wind of his activities he ran unfortunately his, his escape route led him into a horrible accident that almost killed him with the help of his, of his family he survived escaped and was rebuilt Nomad smuggled him to the United States where he met and married Kepler. Uh, Numa was created with the help of James Young. And there's a chance you may have also seen him on the BBC three's YouTube channels.
1: So. Pretty cool. It was really kind of cool. Yeah. 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 I was reading a little bit in Cyberpunk Red. Right? It was saying that he was a presenter on the, the BBC uh, double amputee. James Young uh, is a passionate science communicator who earned the nickname Metal Gear Man. Which, Metal Gear Man. <laughs> that's just such a that's so cool. Uh, after working with Japanese video game company uh, Konami to design his own unique bionic arm. Uh, James's work includes uh, Can Robots Love Us? Uh, can be seen on BBC Three YouTube channel. Uh, he lives in London with his wife, uh, who we were just talking about. But yeah, I love I love that. It, it says a lot about uh, about him as a person, just to, to you know really live in that world of uh, c- crafting cybernetic arms for himself and and base it off of video games already.
0: Yeah, that's that's really cool. And, and you know, not being somebody who is missing of my body like that like that's something i can't do like i could wear something on my arm but i'm never going to be able to like look like i have a cool cybernetic arm like they can it's kind of neat i mean you know i I wouldn't wish any you know any any pain and suffering on anybody but at the same time it's it's really cool that they have a way that they can make something like that into something artistic and and fun and beautiful you know like that that is really cool the next one we have Damien and the art for this one let me pull this up here. The art for this one is by Adrian Mark. Damien is a tech Chrome includes Neuroware processor with interface plug cyber arm with a pop out crossbow and a cyber optic right. eye. and Damien was one of those kids. Either he was taking something apart or putting it back together or he was bored <laughs> being forced by circumstances to get a cyber arm wasn't a negative in his eyes. It gave him a toy. He could always tinker with. He could have gone on to be a cog in the corp machine, but instead he went the Merc route earning money. So he can one day bring his tech to the world under his own name. Damien was created with the help of Brian Marquez, an associate producer at adult swim games. And there's also a a little robot here down by his feet, which is, Cool.
1: I love the idea of this character because I, I think it's one of those instances where, you know, we, when you think about how, how people could go with their routes, um, there's always those, those entrepreneurs that create the next big corpo um you know we we saw it with uh militech and and how they created weapons that were uh going up against arasaka and how that became such a big corporation so anytime i see like one of these these texts that come out of cyberpunk and they're like oh yeah they you know they they love to play around with stuff they love to build it's you know they got that that um uh steve wozniak bug in them yeah that it, it, I'm, I'm kind of curious like if, if this character goes on beyond Cyberpunk Red um, if an expansion for like Cyberpunk 2077 couldn't be for a corporation or like a, a company that you that you start helping out uh, only to find out like this character is actually the, the CEO of that company because it all started like in a garage somewhere where he was just, you know, working to, to make his own stuff and it just caught, caught the right uh, person at the right time. And they started to fund him and he became like really, really rich off of it. Yeah, that could totally be a thing.
0: And that's, that's, you know, any of these characters could show up and I don't know, keep an eye out for them. (laughs) Keep an eye out. You might come across one of these and we go, wait a minute, that name sounds familiar. The next one up. This is the fourth of the six that we have here is Zara. The art here is by Bad Moon Studios and Zara Zara is a solo. She she's wearing mostly black, but with kind of a I don't know what I would call this a cape like Tron gown yeah with Tron like I don't know yeah. light what is that like a baby blue almost off white I don't know etching around it she has a yeah, bow. It-
1: trim trim yeah there you go that's she, the word she looks straight she looks straight out of uh out of like the matrix or or uh, tron she when we were talking um with uh, Cody, this was this was like my favorite character that we brought up uh, when we were talking about like some of the members uh, or some of the the people from CDPR Red or CDPR Red CD Project Red. Uh, This was Zara still one of my favorites. And I still I still absolutely love this character design. And and the fact that she uses a bow as opposed to a gun most of the time is just really cool.
0: Yeah, she, sorry. She, yeah, no, no. <laughs> you off. Totally. No, no. You're fine. You're fine. Totally. Like the uh, she also has a um, like a like a little. What is it called? The little, the little lens that goes in front of one of the eyes. I don't know. The little readout, uh, and it looks kind of red or pinkish. And then some extra little lights above that that are look like they're part of her forehead. And then it looks like even in her hair is either pink coloring or wires, and then like blue wires that run through her hair.
1: I don't know. It's really cool looking. Yeah. It's, Super hard to tell because she has like a neural wear processor with an interface plug. So it's, it's hard to know how much of that uh, how much of those that Chrome that she's got is just like part of the aesthetic of her look and part of its functionality or if that's just, you know, she just has colored strips in her hair uh, just because she likes it, you know, kind of thing. It's hard yeah. to hard to really pick that out and tell. Actually, I'm kind of curious if um, if it's if it shows on the actual uh the 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 person who actually was the the inspiration for that if it shows like what her look is and maybe she actually has that color in her hair but oh maybe my mouse died so i can't click on the button yeah so well as as with all of these you know
0: this is her her twitter account We'll, we'll get into the details in a second and there's just a ton of pictures on here so we'd have to look we'll have to dig through it um well, Logan's going to go fix his mouse. Let, uh, let's go into the details. This is a solo, like I said, NeuroWare processor with interface plug, cyber arm with cyber. Uh, I'm sorry, subdermal grip, speed wear and tech hair. So I think the hair is, I mean, at least the blue looks like it's part of the tech of the hair, if not also the uh, yeah. the pink. But it's hard. It's hard to tell in the picture. Once upon a time, Zara did dirty work for high-paying criminals. When things got too close for comfort, she'd just move on—new identity, new job. Then an enemy leaked all her ID, IDs to the world, so she skipped to the fringes and took on new work, playing bodyguard and muscle for a group of edge runners. It doesn't pay as much as it is a hell of a lot safer for now. Uh, Zara was created with the help of Aunt, uh, I'm sorry, Angel uh, Gufria bionic actress cosplayer and archer so the archery is actually inspired by the creator very cool looking um, and the cyber arm even matches the aesthetic of the rest of the outfit
1: yeah yeah. And she's the one that, uh, if I, if I recall digging through, cause I was just kind of jumping into each of these people's, uh, lives on Twitter. She's the one that has a really cool, uh, Halloween costumes where she actually leans into, uh, the, the amputee aspect and has like, you know, she, she dressed up as a prom queen, but she, uh, put a skeleton arm on her left arm where she has the amputation. Oh, and man. it's just, it's a skeleton arm with two fingers, like in a peace sign, but she's also got one where she looks like a cyborg but she's got like a bunch of broken wires and and uh like stuff coming out of it so it looks like you know her arm got ripped off kind of a terminator 2 style so she's got a she's got a lot of uh uh, acceptance and comfortable or comfortable nature with with her um her disability which is just it's so cool to see that she's leaning into it and doing some really really creative things
0: yeah very very cool Next one up is Trace artwork. Um, for this one's also by Adrian Mark, and Trace is a media. He he's got kind of like a um what's the what's the bag called? That's like a little tote satchel, little satchel. Yeah, he's got a satchel. He's got um what, got a man he, bag. Yeah, he's he has almost a like very cyberpunk slash professional clothing, like, you know, like the the white collar shirt with a vest and some slacks and some, you know, boots that go almost up to his knees. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of style here going on. Um, And and also these little drones that it looks like he's controlling with his, you know, his interface on his on his head. Very cool design. Um, His uh, his Chrome includes NeuroWare processor with interface plug, Cyber Arm, Cyber Eyes, both of them with micro recorder makes sense because he's a media and the description says when your dad is the boss of an entire nomad nation, it can be hard to make your own mark on the world. Trace Santiago's trying to do just that as a media. He worked the legit outlets for a while, but his accent and his cyber arm didn't play well with the demographic algorithms. Now he's gone solo um, not as a solo, but by himself, <laughs> uploading his own reports directly to the data pool. He's following some leads now that could bust the history of the fourth corporate war wide open. Interesting. This could be the kind of person you hear about in 2077 that helped, you know, get some information out that wasn't readily available.
1: Yeah, I love the idea of this, too. It's it's such a, a unique character. To to kind of like you do know, so many of the the characters in Cyberpunk always feel like they're just like oh yeah it came out of nowhere or, came from the streets you know and this person's like no my dad was the boss <laughs> for an entire nomad nation uh, but I'm still looking to do some some good work uh, for the sake of getting getting information and stuff out into the world so I was it was a nice twist to what is typically a pretty dystopian outlook for most of the people coming out of a Cyberpunk game so was kind of cool and the guy that trace williams i don't know i was i was digging through his uh his twitter and stuff i don't know if you've seen his pin tweet the dude has a lightsaber for one of his arms and it's so freaking cool it lights up and everything trace, trace wilson uh, yeah, sorry so trace I, wilson
0: yes i'm looking at it right now yeah oh my god it's oh my so god cool. why it's isn't so there a awesome. star wars character with a lightsaber just built into his arm
1: Holy crap. Exactly. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, he's ready. That's what it should be. You know, you lose an arm. Why did Luke lose a hand? He should have just put a lightsaber there. Why need another hand? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that totally sounds like a villain thing. Way. You know,
0: like, I don't need another hand. I just want a lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, man. And this is interesting. The the other details uh, say uh, originally, Trace Wilson created another character, but as Mike, Mike Pondsmith, worked on the story, he realized that an existing character, Trace Santiago, AKA the son of Nomad Santiago from, from cyberpunk 2020 worked perfectly. Also Trace Wilson's name is trace. Clearly this was a sign. Mike and trace collaborated to merge their two ideas together to create the trace Santiago of cyberpunk red trace is a speaker and author of the children's books, uniquely me and uniquely brave, which is really cool. Like it's, I think it's neat when people yeah. make a point to, you know create things for kids you know like that's that's amazing
1: and what's uh, he did that at 21 what were you doing at 21 i know what i was doing i was was drinking alone in my room with orange vodka
0: (laughs) i was i was (laughs) playing music and trying to graduate college that's what i was doing um yeah
1: no he was he was publishing books about uh getting getting used to having disabilities and learning to live with them and love them and that's making children's lives better Son of a bitch. Right? <laughs>
0: no, that's amazing.
1: Good, good job,
0: Trace. Good job, Trace. Uh. <laughs> Showing us all up. Nah.
1: So, last one. I like one. all these characters, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, last one on the list Lila, I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm so good at I'm names. I'm not even going to try. Everybody knows I'm so good at names. <laughs> um, art by Adrian Mark, also. Rocker boy or girl. This is a girl. Chrome neuralware, I'm sorry, neuralware processor with interface plug vocal modulator. Like a lot of rocker boys, Lilea calls Seattle home or she did before she moved to Night City. She sticks to her roots, though, and plays a style she likes to think of as cyber grunge. Yes, cyber grunge. I was a child of the 90s. I Um, appreciate that. (laughs) Her music pays homage to the greats of her hometown, but adds in new styles and 2045 sensibilities. Always looking for inspiration, she's hanging with a group of edge runners and helping them pull jobs. She knows she won't change the world if all she does is smile for the camera and make music vids. Um, And she looks really cool. She's got like the black, like torn leather pants, you know, the high, Like what they look like they're what, like suede boots. Like the dark, Mm -hmm. the dark red suede boots with a jean jacket uh, and cool glasses and, you know, long, dark hair. And my favorite part is the keytar. She has a keytar, which I don't remember many grunge bands with keytars. That was more of an 80s thing, but I'll take it. It's I like I like the mix here.
1: Yeah, I I love the idea that that she's it's funny because she's like. Johnny uh, Silverhand if Johnny Silverhand was a girl Mm -hmm. and she looks kind she kind of reminds me of rogue to be honest like the more i was looking yeah. at her I was like gosh mm-hmm. she reminds me so much of rogue uh just with different hair but that the outfit is very reminiscent of like young rogue uh from cyberpunk 2077 and 2020 and 2023 never mind she's just in everything i guess <laughs> so um i i love these characters and it was it was kind of cool if folks don't know these are all characters that are in like the the black dog stories so if you if you guys i would really recommend you actually pick up the cyberpunk red book uh if anything just for the history that's kind of brought in there so the the black dog stories are all kind of interesting they're small little snippets just to give you an idea of some of the uh the different characters so like uh Lilaya Le- and Trace have a little story together, but so does like Kepler and uh, Numo. Um, but like it, they all kind of uh, work together, and, and the little stories are, are actually really well written. I, I, I enjoy just the little snippets of life that's that's kind of breathed into these characters. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I just zoomed in the her the front of her shirt says I think it says Old Town Aliens, Old Tower Aliens. I don't I don't know specific toxic. Old Toxic Aliens? I can't quite tell. Uh, Any of those names sound awesome, though. Um, The description goes on and says, uh, While writing, Mike realized the story was missing something. Specifically, it was missing a rocker boy. After all, doesn't every good cyberpunk story have a rocker boy? For help creating a new music legend for a new era, we turn to Amelia. She's already one in real life, leading the charge as the community manager for Cyberpunk 2077. She's also been one of our lifelines helping to keep us connected to CD Project Red and keeping us from getting lost when we visit Poland. Thanks Amelia. <laughs> so this one's based off of uh, Amelia Kolot who is the community manager at uh, for Cyberpunk 2077. So very very cool. Based on real actual per- people all of these and man. Maybe uh maybe maybe the next release they'll they'll make one based on
1: us. <laughs> a boy can yeah, dream that'd be cool, <laughs> that'd be cool. I, I, I don't know <laughs> i don't know how cool they they would have a hard time turning us into cool but <laughs> i love it i mean i don't have anything <laughs> cool about us but yeah, no, I, I love the idea that, um, there's plenty of other content creators out there that I would love to see brought into the cyberpunk world. I, I'm really curious if they're going to be adding more of the, um, uh, the, oh gosh, why am I blanking on the name of them? The the quick sheets that they had? What are the name of the quick sheets in the game? Oh yeah. Um, 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 yeah, the um, sheets. Yeah. Sheets, yeah. Scream, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping that they add some more sheets to Red to see Just kind of how they go because I was just talking to a Buddy about maybe playing around with uh, the, the Cyberpunk and With the uh, Sea of Thieves RPGs um, mm. Just to kind like how those go, but I, that's kind of like we're just we're we're talking a little bit about that just to see. I don't know if it'll work out time wise, but um, it'd be cool to actually get some of these characters in some of those stories. And I don't know, kind of looking forward to seeing like if Roll the Cast is going to do anything with uh, with these characters and uh, maybe bring a couple in. It's kind of like um, I don't know, like little spotlights.
0: Yeah, but I uh, they're they're in the middle of their Cthulhu campaign and. I believe they have another one lined up after that. That's something else, but I can't, I don't recall specifically. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe they'll come back and revisit cyberpunk. I mean, that's obviously a, a very popular one for the, for them. So, um, yeah, it could totally be a thing for sure. So yeah, that's love it. it. Yeah. That's it for, for these characters. And of course you can go check them out and cyberpunk red is a huge, awesome, Uh, document lots of really cool stuff in there if it's even if you just want to read it for the lore and the characters and all that cool stuff you can just pick it up and read it for that Uh, but definitely recommend trying out a game if you can find you know somebody to play with you or somebody who you who has run RPG games before and would be interested in jumping in on something like that it's a lot of fun it's probably one of the best times you can possibly have with your friends is playing tabletop RPGs because it really gives people a chance to be creative and kind of shine um, it, it, you also discover things about each other that you may not have already known. Like, what would you do in this situation? Oh, that's what you would do. Okay. Why did that cross your mind? Um, <laughs> all sorts of fun things. So Logan, do you have totally. anything cool going on in the world of the, the thieves of the sea
1: of the fish of the sea of the, yeah. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff going on, actually. Uh, speaking of fishing, there's a fishing vent going on there uh, if people like being chill and just kind of going out and fishing. But yeah, Sea Thieves just kind of going on the same thing. We just got a whole bunch of new cosmetics and there's a whole bunch of controversy over some of them being pay to win, how they're not really, it's just play to win, but you just mm. got to have a lot of gold and all kinds of stuff I'm going to be diving into uh, this week. So if you, if you guys have any curiosity on how sea thieves is doing You may have been watching the uh larry hub podcast that just featured uh the executive producer from rare uh talking about sea thieves so if you want to know what's going on and get a better sense of it uh head over to keelhauled podcast and listen Mm -hmm. to it there Uh, otherwise feel free to hit me up in the robots radio discord
0: yeah is that community still growing Is that still a thing like that's is it yeah is it kind of staying flat or is it growing or
1: no, it's, it's, it's growing all the time. It's been, it's the biggest it's ever been and the concurrency is even higher than it was before. Every, every uh, holiday, it just gets even bigger and bigger. Uh, I think we're up to, oh gosh, I think it's uh, up to around 15 million for the player base. Wow. Right now. Wow. And they, they, they just brought in Japanese language support, so we're gonna get a whole influx of uh, new new players to the game there. So, but yeah, it's Japanese pirates—that sounds PC awesome!
0: Oh my god! Doesn't Sorry, it? I had to jump on top of you, yeah. but like uh, the idea of like <laughs> multicultural pirates, like Japanese people pretending. Okay, so Japanese culture—you both, we both have a, a love for Japanese culture and the kinds of things that come out of Japan, right? I can't wait to see the creativity that comes from Japanese people playing Sea of Thieves, like, oh totally the memes, the artwork, the the ridiculous thing, like oh my god, like that's awesome. That sounds really really fun.
1: Yeah yeah them getting into it and then seeing like what kind of weird stuff they draw or come up with like the cosplay I can't cannot wait for when Japanese culture uh gets heavy into something because it's usually pretty pretty hilarious to see all the 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 stuff that they bring with it and yeah yeah the fact fact that they get to play us the the Sea of Thieves in Japanese is cool they take it places that like we never would think of and I
0: I love that um so that's that's really cool that's awesome
1: one thing uh so in in sea of thieves there's, there's a, a, a huge head that kind of yells at you Is like one of the biggest bosses <laughs> and stuff yes yeah. I, I want to hear the japanese voiceover for his lines because it's just like it's going to be a, a japanese voice and i just i, I want to hear like the oh, over. you know i can't speak japanese but oh, man yeah. i would love to hear like just angry, angry skeletons yelling at me in Japanese, it would be so much
0: fun. <laughs> that would be amazing. I want that option. I uh, want to be able to turn that option on just to experience it at some point. I can totally imagine it in my head. You know, like yeah. if you if you've watched any anime, like in the original Japanese with like sub subtitles and stuff, and there's like the really angry bad guy or whatever who's like like has that kind of kind of angsty I'm a bad guy thing. Yeah, I could totally imagine that. That's so good. Totally. So let's see. I've got my regular shows, uh, all the regular stuff going on, robotsradio.net with all of our shows. Uh, if you want to tune in to anything other than this show, this show obviously is Sunday nights. Um, but the other shows, all of the other lore casts, Fallout lorecasts, Cyberpunk, not Cyberpunk, Elder Scrolls lorecast, and Dungeons and Dragons lore cast are all on Thursdays now. We've moved them over. Um 2 p.m. for Fallout and then 9 and 10 30 for Elder Scrolls and Dungeons and Dragons. So if you want to come hang out with us for any of those, they're all on Thursday. You're welcome to come check it out live or listen to them. On, there's tons of episodes out there in Podcast Land on your podcatchers. And uh the Robots Radio Rocket Club is tearing it up. I've I've had so- <laughs> there's been so much interest in joining the robots radio rocket club for these new podcasts that I had to expand my limit from six to eight because I talked to three shows last Saturday in order to fill that last spot because they, they were interested in in joining and all three of them signed up. So I I wasn't going to turn two of them away. So we are now at eight shows on the robots radio rocket club, which is phenomenal. They all have some really, really cool ideas. Um, so go check that out. Go, uh, you know, sign onto the Discord. Each of the shows on the network has its own channel. There's all sorts of creative, fun stuff going on out there with really, really cool content creators. And if you're interested in learning more about podcasting and starting your own show, then you know, happy to take you under my wing and and help you out with that. We'll be setting up a second group of potential Rocket Club. People and we'll we're going to expand that out because it's it's been doing great. Everyone's having a really awesome time watching their new shows. So go check out all that stuff. And I think that's it for this week, Logan. I think we're done.
1: Yeah we we managed it hopefully we'll hear more about the upcoming patch that we still don't know anything about CDPR let us know hopefully us that
0: patch news we've got another week and next week we'll be back with our patrons talking about that stuff maybe maybe it'll roll out this week and we we'll get to try and talk about it with our patrons that'd be really cool um, that'd be awesome yeah you hear us that'd be super cool you hear CDPR you hear us hey Any anyone it. out there hello do oh. it CD <laughs> Bueller, Bueller? <laughs> um yeah I feel like, oh, yeah, the other thing, the uh, the Witcher idea throughout at the beginning of the show. Right, write us on them. Let, let me know what you think about that. It, it wouldn't be something that completely takes over the show. It would be kind of a like on weeks where there isn't as much news or isn't as much to go over from the lore standpoint. It'd be something else we could kind of cover. So it's what I'm thinking about doing, maybe we'll see. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. And until then, stay safe in Night City. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later.
1: You've been listening
0: to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.
1: Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is bluecrew 6 host of Focus Fire Chat, and
0: I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us
1: as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore. Together. Hey, Hi! do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? and Would You Watch It Again?
0: If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good-bad or bad-bad or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello Vault Dwellers, join me, Jaxxas, Sassy Lady Roamer, Eric, and the Creator Maverick as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube, you can also find us on Twitter, or X or whatever you want to call it, using at FalloutRTB. You can send us an email using FalloutRTB at gmail.com. Join us, the conversation has already started.